1: Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening in, as always, today on Green Talk Radio from GreenLivingIdeas.com. This is Sean Daly, and today I have with me Mike Fada from Manitoba Harvest, and we're going to be talking on the topic of hemp foods and oils. Mike, welcome to the program. Yeah,
0: thanks for having me, Sean.
1: So this is the first time we've talked on this topic. We have a lot of uh, coverage on our site on foods and uh, cuisine, and, and talked a lot about organic foods and things like that but we have not covered specifically the the topic of of hemp-based products. And there's been a lot of, I think, positive airplay lately, which is nice in comparison to 10 years ago, where there was a sort of, you know, a lot of, I think, um, false PR being put out there about uh, hemp-based products, whether, you know, clothing or what have you. And um, I think we're, we're, you know, we're starting to hear more about the truth and the reality. So we wanted to have you on to discuss that with us today. Let's just go right to the, the question that, you know, is left over from, I think, the old, uh, uh, the, the old uh, chaff, as it were, that got sent out there about, you know, hem- the comparisons of hemp and marijuana. W- what are the differences between those two plants?
0: Uh, well, hemp and marijuana are both in the cannabis family, so they're, they're related. Uh, the big difference is the, um, the species of hemp are very, very low in THC, and THC, tetrahydrocannabinol, is the, is the drug component uh, in cannabis. So marijuana plants have high THC. Uh, they they get people high if they ate them or smoke them. That's the psychoactive ingredient. The psycho- exactly. Yep. And the uh, uh, hemp is very very low in THC, and it, it's regulated in, in the countries around the world, uh, including Canada, where hemp is grown. Um, it's regulated so that the plants that are grown have to be hemp. They have to be. They're tested for THC. So there there's only a uh, small amount of THC uh, that's allowed in the plant, and and. Just to, to give you an example, hemp would the highest concentration of THC in hemp plants in Canada is 0.3 percent um, THC, where marijuana would have about 10 to 20 percent THC.
1: And I understand anecdotally speaking that if somebody was attempting to get high off of hemp, they would give themselves a horrible headache uh, long before. but that it's basically impossible, but that, that it's just not even practical, practically a
0: reality. They're that different. Right, and it, it, it you know it'd be like smoking lawn clippings and trying to get high. <laughs> right,
1: which who knows? Maybe there's somebody out there doing that. I mean, people have sniffed glue, but but for all practical purposes, the 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 important thing here is that it's not practical for that purpose for for anybody who would raise that as an argument against hemp production. Exactly. Well, so moving on, I mean, just talk about what, what else. What can you use hemp for? What What is Manitoba using hemp for uh, in terms of uh, foods?
0: Well, you know, the hemp seed itself is very, very rich in, in essential fats and also in essential amino acids, which would be uh, protein. So omega-3, omega-6, and high-quality protein is why the hemp seed makes a good food product. Um, and it is an oil seed, so it could be cr- it crushed or cold-pressed for hemp seed oil. Um, we shell the seed, and uh, the hard outer shell of the seed is, is a good source of fiber, and the, the inner kernel is rich in protein and, and fat. So we shell the seed and we sell the, the inner kernel of the seed, the shelled seed, which um, can be used for sprinkling on salads and cereal and such. Uh, we grind that into a hemp seed butter as well, a uh, healthy alternative to uh, peanut butter. Uh, we mill hemp protein powder that people could use in smoothies and shakes and companies put into uh, meal replacements and nutrition bars. And we also we grind the hemp seed into a hemp milk, uh, similar to how they'd make uh beans into soy milk
1: and i just want to point out here and this came up on a previous podcast that i did with a naturopathic doctor named elizabeth large and you know we were talking about how difficult it is and what a, what a problem it is for people to get those essential fatty acids from safe sources and and during that discussion hemp was brought up as you know being really special in this way in that you can get essential fatty acids i believe it's the what the omega-3s and the sixes is that correct
0: Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, I guess the, the, the problem uh, for consumers has been that for many, many years, um, food manufacturers took the omegas out of foods because they would get a longer shelf life. If you put something uh, into a box uh, or into a carton and you put it on the shelf of a store and you want it to have years of shelf life, it, you can't have omega-3 and omega-6 in there because they're, they're very sensitive to heat and light and, and only have a limited shelf life. So nowadays people are learning that, you know, they're not getting anywhere near the omega-3 or omega-6 that they, that they need in their diet, and, and, and a lot of ailments are contributed to not having enough of the essential fats in the diet, because those essential fats and foods that contain them need to be very, very fresh, and they need to be packaged properly. And in some cases, they need to be refrigerated, depending on what the product is, uh, and so it's, it's just a new way of people thinking about that they're eating uh, from from the nutrients that they're getting from the food.
1: Right, and one of the examples of another source that's been common for the essential fatty acids is, is fish and fish oil, and then, of course, when you talk about that, you talk about the introduction of risk with regards to mercury and things like this.
0: Yeah, and any, any time that you're going uh, up the food chain and uh, you know, fish are consuming uh, uh, algaes where they're getting omega-3 and, and uh, essential fats from. But you're right, they're also um, the heavy metals that, uh, that are in the ocean that are, that are concentrating in this food, and then people are eating it so they can, they can get uh, uh, toxicity from, from the food as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, tell me about your product line, and just to give people an example, of some of the kind of things that can be produced from the hemp plant. Uh, you mentioned, I think, the, the, the oils and, and such. We talk about some of the individual products. Uh, I know you mentioned he-
0: I think you mentioned hemp milk. Yeah, we, we we manufacture five uh, staple food products, uh, cold-pressed hemp seed oil, the shelled hemp seed, a hemp seed butter, a hemp protein powder, and the hemp milk. And those are all found in our brand that we sell in in, uh, in natural food stores. But we also are an ingredient supplier where we sell our shelled hemp seed or protein powder or oil to other companies that would use it as an ingredient in uh, cereals and bars and, and baking like breads. Um, they also are, are essential fats. The hemp seed oil is, is commonly found in um, cosmetic products because you absorb essential fats through the skin. So you'll find that, that um, soaps and different shampoos and conditioners and creams will put uh, essential fatty acid oils like hemp seed oil into the into their formulation because it, it gives a true moisturizing effect to the skin.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, just on a practical side, well, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but what, what does hemp taste like? Like if I drank hemp, hemp milk, what would you liken it to?
0: Um, hemp has a very nutty flavor to it. Um, most consumers would say somewhere between a sunflower seed and a pine nut. Uh, it definitely has a, a, a very pleasant nutty flavor. It's it's very rich because it's it's, uh, full of the omega-3 and omega-6 fats, uh, so it has a very nice creamy texture and, and a nutty flavor
1: okay i I love pine nuts so i'm 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 intrigued by that i haven't tried i've never tried hemp milk i've if we have some kind of we have a hemp cereal that that i've had and it just tasted nutty it didn't have any special flavor that i had never tasted before or or noticed i just i just liked it so um and just anecdotally uh and just going back for a second to the shelf life of the products what, what, what did you say or did you say what the shelf life would be on on average of these products yeah
0: um well we have two different. Uh, we have a refrigerated product line. Our hemp seed oil and the hemp seed butter, um, because they're they're oils and they and they, they get exposed uh, to more surface area for for oxygen. Those both are sold to through the refrigerator. Um, and where flaxseed seed oil uh, and other essential fatty acid products are sold in the store, those have eight months shelf life to them. Uh, and then the our protein powder and our shelled hemp seed uh, and the hemp milk all have twelve month shelf life. Uh, the hemp milk is in a uh, aseptic uh, tetra pack carton, uh, similar to the shelf stable soy milk or almond or rice milk.
1: Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us at all about uh, the nutritional content of, of hemp? Just like the breakdown of what, why it's superior.
0: Yeah, if you if you look at the whole hemp seed itself, it's about 30 percent fat, and about 30 percent protein, and about 40 percent carbohydrate. Uh, which is, is mostly made up of uh, dietary fiber, very low in, in natural sugars. Um, and so you know, that's, that's a pretty good balance uh, of all the, the, the macronutrients, the, the proteins, the carbs, the fats that your body needs to sustain life. Um, so when we break it down to the different products, they have varied levels of the fats and proteins and carbs. Um, for example, the shelled hemp seed, because we've removed most of the shells, it's a, it's a concentrated protein and fat. Uh, 35% protein, 40% fat, where in a, a tablespoon you're getting 11 grams of protein. You know, there's not too many foods that, that offer uh, such a rich concentration of, of protein or omega 3, omega 6.
1: I think it's important to point out at this point, too, that, you know, though a lot of people may not realize it, that hemp is not anything new, um, that in fact, actually, the founding fathers, some of the founding fathers of this country actually had hemp plantations and grew hemp as a crop.
0: Yeah, hemp has thousands of years of history on the planet. It, it was uh, grown for... Uh, for it, it, it makes a, a multitude of products. But a lot of the fiber um, that was used for ropes and for sails for ships back in in the day uh, were made out of hemp because hemp is not only a very healthy seed, it's one of the strongest natural fibers as well. Uh, and so when people settled into North America, they actually got free land, and one of the stipulations of getting free land is that they had to grow hemp because hemp was being used, to uh, again, for the ropes and the sails, for the ships, uh, also for, for fuel, for uh, uh, lamp oil, and then also for the food as well. Um, and, and it was up until the 1930s that uh, there was tens and hundreds of thousands of acres of hemp being grown throughout Canada and the U.S., uh, and then when the Marijuana Tax Act came into effect, and, and uh, for, for political reasons, hemp was put into the same um, group as marijuana and it was outlawed, and for 50 or 60 years, you couldn't even say the word hemp. People thought you were talking about marijuana and talking about drugs. Yeah. Disinformation campaign. Wait, so that was about 50 or 60 years ago? Yeah, 1936, 1937.
1: Wow. It's amazing how long that lasted.
0: Yeah, and it was really uh, one of uh, the other founders of Manitoba Harvest, Martin Moropchik, was a driving force for bringing hemp back into Canada and to North America. They had. Uh, um, they had a business where they were importing uh, hemp textiles and, and uh, fabrics from Europe and from Asia uh, back in the early 1990s and selling it to stores in, in Canada and the U.S. And they went to the provincial government in Manitoba in Canada and said that we should make hemp av- available here. And so in 1994, we got the one of the first licenses to grow hemp for seed trials and, and to uh, prove that it wasn't a drug, uh, couldn't get people high, and uh, but it offered this very healthy seed and, and a, a very strong fiber, uh, and then we got support from our provincial government and went to the federal government in Canada. And in 1997, got the laws changed. So in, in 98, we had our, our first uh, commercial year of hemp production. Um, but it's you know, we've proven that that you uh, can make change. Sometimes it takes time, and there's there's a lot of. Uh, groups and, and uh, uh, farmers in the U.S. That would love to see that change as well, and they're slowly working away at the at the federal government to prove that there's a difference between hemp and marijuana, and hemp has all these benefits to
1: it. And I'm glad you said that, because actually when I was saying earlier that it's amazing how long that lasts, I was referring to Canada, but in the U.S. here, uh, we're still fighting the battle.
0: Yeah, it's, still, it's illegal to grow uh, hemp in the U.S. still, um, and actually... You know, hemp was legal in Canada since 1998, and the first products started to come on the marketplace. Uh, and in 2001, the, the DEA in the U.S. because a lot a lot of the hemp products that are grown in Canada are going down to to into the U.S. Uh, they, they tried to ban hemp foods and I don't know if you remember that in that time, but uh, I heard about for, it, yeah. for two and a half years um, we had a court case. Uh, the Hemp Industry Association and, and a bunch of supporting hemp food companies took the DEA to court, and, and the DEA lost in the court case because all three judges on the panel said, well, it's ridiculous. Hemp is, doesn't contain any drugs. It's you know The, the seeds and the different food products that are made from it aren't getting people high. They're getting people healthy. Uh, so they threw it out of court. And ever since then, it's been, um, there's been no problem selling the products but these farmers in the U.S. still can't grow hemp
1: seed, And so really, you know, the U.S. is missing the economic bone here. I mean, this is really an opportunity uh, that we're missing that other countries can take advantage of, which just really weakens us further uh, in the world economy. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So do you see, I mean, in terms of obviously on, on the farming side, we have a battle to face. But on the purchasing side, on the consumer acceptance side, do you feel that hemp is hitting the mainstream at this point, is, is finally hitting stride?
0: Um, it's you know it's starting to, it's starting to hit a good stride for sure and, and uh, we see a little bit of a difference because um, in Canada our our products are sold through all the mass market grocery stores uh, as well as the health food stores in, in the U S there's more of the mass market grocery stores are coming on and because it is becoming more mainstream product and, and more consumers are are looking for it but because it's still um, illegal to grow the media still has a harder time writing and educating consumers uh, uh, or, you know, airing stories about hemp. So there's, there's only stories here and there. So I think the masses in, in the U.S. still aren't educated to what hemp has to offer.
1: Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. And and I have to say that anecdotally I, that bears out in the coverage that I see in, in U.S.-based publications is that it's, they're still sort of touching it, not touching it with a 10-foot pole in some cases.
0: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's still... Um, it's it's I guess you know there's so many years of of hemp being outlawed that it's uh it's hard for people to really get a grasp. We just had a, a cbc national uh, news show um, this past week and uh and even though they came out and they shot our facility and all that we were doing, and the broadcasters were still saying, Oh, you know hemp is it you know it's people still think that it's uh, uh that it's possibly related to marijuana and it's just it's it's really hard for people to get away from the jokes or the, or the you know just taking how, how serious hemp is as a product.
1: Yeah well for those listening in today I certainly encourage you for that reason to not buy into the 60 year old disinformation campaign that's out there and support hemp manufacturers such as Manitoba because and also clothing manufacturers and things like that because there's you're not going to get high off of eating consuming the products and uh, it's in fact a, a very very sustainable crop. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being with us. Mike Fada is the president and co-founder of Manitoba Harvest. You can find them online at www.manitobaharvest.com. Mike, thanks again.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thanks as always to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com.
0: Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.